good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. This is Rihanna from the Speak Your Mind podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. So I've got a very special treat for you. This week, we're going to be rolling out the interviews that we had for Mental Health Awareness Week last week. Um, We felt that we wanted to have them on all of our platforms so that way those of you that may want to watch something visual, you can replay the videos on IGTV and our YouTube. Those of you that prefer something more audio, you have the opportunity to listen to it via our Speak Your Mind podcast. So between today and Saturday, you're going to hear a series of our interviews that are being rolled out. So we had them from Monday to Saturday last week. And you're going to hear loads and loads of information from a variety of guests, as well as personal stories around mental health, how mental health has impacted them and their families, um, how to prevent suicide as well, and what signs to look out for, how to support a friend, the importance of reaching out for help, mental health education, how to use your voice to triumph over your trauma and so 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 much more so listen out for all these episodes coming this week in the speak your mind podcast have a great day and happy listening again today with another Instagram live with another special friend. So yesterday I was joined by Leisha and we were talking just about mental health in general, some experiences that you may have had, like some personal experiences, um, just as well as her own initiative of bouncing back. So today I'm going to be joined by another friend called Danelle. I'm not going to tell you too much about her, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but you're going to definitely be interested in what she's going to be offering
invited her on. Right, she's coming on. So, Danelle is part of the Brave Project. And here is Danelle. <laughs> Hello. Lovely. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Yes. How's your day been? Let's have a quick check-in. How's your day been? Do you know what? It's been great. Um, not as productive as yesterday. I think yesterday I had quite a few meetings, but today was about rest, respite, so rest mm-hmm. and recovery for me. Good. We all need it. We all need 100%, it. 100% we do, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And what do you feel um, has definitely aided your rest and recovery today? Um, I think just knowing that the importance of rest and how it can affect affect my mental health and well-being mm. and obviously being able to um, give out so much of myself to other people I need mm. to make sure that I give back to myself so it's like just making sure that I have that care and affection that I need so that's why that's why it's important to me lovely 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 thank you okay so before we delve into conversations um, do you want to give a bit of an introduction who you are what you do and yeah who you are and what you do and we'll get into the conversation in a bit okay so for those that are not aware i'm my name's donnell grant and i'm a 39 year old mother from east london and i run a suicide prevention organization called the brave project and what we do is we we have a suicide prevention and well-being service for young um bme boys and men mm. Lovely, lovely, lovely. And given the fact that you've mentioned that it's specifically for boys and men, um, I've got a comment already in the chat that says, um, I think more of us, um, I think that more of us spoken about have found ourselves experiencing these thoughts and even So what you're doing is definitely, definitely needed. Um, because, yeah, the conversation needs to be brought to the forefront, which is what we hope to at least do today. So, yeah, so I mean, the reason. Sorry, what are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, what else do you do? But carry on. <laughs> so, um, as well as um, being the founder of the Brave Project, I also work within mental health services as well as a community development worker. But so, for the Brave Project, what we do is essentially we create um, we create campaigns that influence change, and mm. we also provide well-being workshops that um, enable the young men to speak about how they feel without Mm. fear of judgment yes yes and we all know that men find it that little bit more difficult than us women to talk about our feelings like i'm seeing more and more men um coming to the forefront opening up but still it's very challenging um and yeah there's a lot of stigma around just talking about situations you've gone through and how it's affecting you um, so definitely what you're doing I think is needed I know that we've spoken a bit about it but yeah. um, tell the listeners a bit more about the workshop because I know that one sparked my interest that we've um, we've done something very similar for journaling so tell the listeners a right. bit about yes, yes yes so last year October around Black History Month I was provided with the opportunity to um, to go into a, a North London men's prison 
um, and do a, a workshop for Black History Month. And what I did as part of the Brave Project, we did a journaling workshop with the men within the prison. And essentially the journal, journaling workshop was to provide the men with a safe space so that they can basically get their thoughts and feelings down onto paper. And what we did was within the journals, we had affirmations. So that was what that's, that is what enabled the men to speak about how they felt. And we spoke about, you know, the fact that within the black and ethnic minority community, there was this term, you know, you have to man up. And we, we spoke around, we spoke about how these, the, the men felt growing up and situations that led them to be, to be in prison. Um, so it was, it was really um, powerful. I can imagine. And what do you feel was the most beneficial aspect of that workshop for the men from the feedback that you got? I feel the most beneficial um, part of the workshop was the men knowing that there was somebody out there that was sort of campaigning for them and that they were allowed to speak up about how they felt and the situations that they potentially had gone through that may have made them end up in prison that it, not that it wasn't their fault but there was help outside and there was yeah. people that they could speak to about their thoughts and their feelings yeah yeah and like we said before prevention is so much better than cure um, and yeah. when you get to that point of needing the intervention that support that intensive help there's people like you and services like yours that can provide that preventative measures and those prevent preventative initiatives to um, better inform individuals on how they can kind of get themselves out of those dark, dark thoughts those reoccurring patterns and particularly where the theme is nature and I know we're going to kind of be speaking yeah. about environment and the impact of your environment on your mental health um tell me a little bit about your thoughts around journaling as just a mental clearance because I know you journal yourself I journal every day yeah. so you? so so for me journaling I felt was really um, good for for myself in particular but I know for men they they're not really provided with um, safe spaces or they don't feel comfortable because of stigma and you know things that they may have heard growing up so it's easier for them to put their feelings onto paper and speak within like a safe space space safe space which was the workshops that I created um, and for me it's that early intervention because you know obviously from your from your experience working with the mental health when um, black and Asian um, men are picked up it's sort of a crisis level it's never yeah. it's not usually within early intervention yeah. um, and that's because of a number of reasons which I'm happy to like go into yeah yeah it's true and even you touching upon my, my field of work as well like I touched upon it yesterday but I'll just kind of cover it again for the listeners today um, my, I work within mental health advocacy. I'm usually, obviously during COVID, not been going to the wards so much, but usually go to the wards, support individuals that are on section um, under a mental health act and unable to advocate for themselves, in all honesty. So uh, the majority of people that I do see on the wards are of black and Asian descent. So I can definitely understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. With that discussions about why those those individuals are there because it's not just the mental health it's everything that surrounds them as well again looking at environment so 
you want to delve into a bit about how people's environment and what they're going through impacts their mental health a bit? So there's a number of reasons why um, it particularly impacts the mental health of black and ethnic minority men. Um, so from you've got racism, you know, they're um, pre-exposed to racism. We've got the um, social and economical reasons. So maybe being grown up in areas of deprivation. Um, also, the schooling system unfortunately fails, um, has failed young black and Asian men. So you know you've got that um, proof. So um, pupil referral unit to prison. Um, there isn't any inter- there isn't any intervention that that is put in place and. Um, and you know they are misunderstood unfortunately when they are sort of picked up it might be within a crisis unit or unfortunately maybe when they they enter when they go to prison and things like that um and also things like cultural reasons as well within unfortunately within our communities because of the stigma around our mental health the men don't feel comfortable talking about it um and stuff like that so so a number of reasons that make that the, there's more much more higher risk within uh, for young black and ethnic minority men than there will be for their white counterparts yeah, up, when you when you look at the statistics up until the age of 11 there is no difference between a white um young boy and a black or ethnic minority boy and then when you, and you have to look at why why does it change after that you know is what's happening in the schools you know because mm-hmm. if you think about it well, at age 11 that's when they enter they go to secondary schools yeah, so, yeah. Definitely. and yeah. even um after that so um what kind of support is provided to them in schools and what's actually happening at home as well during that adolescent transitional period um uh, what 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 type of educational um experience are they having with their teachers yeah. i find that something very important because um, for my son especially i find that he thrives when he is getting that one-to-one support as yeah. well as it being from someone that understands his background you know um, and and can if not relate you're just culturally competent to take the time to know and to ask exactly and this this is another one of the reasons why there, there's a higher rate of suicide between young black and ethnic minority men one is because there's lack of culturally appropriate services and support so for instance i act services you know when if somebody goes to their, their gp those of you that don't know go and tell them what i stands for um, well so if somebody goes to their GP services, they refer to um, the IAP services and the IAP services, the, the local um, counselling services that run by, say, social care. Um, the thing is, the young black and ethnic minority men, they, there's not enough information around that. Plus, most of the IAP services, um, social work, sorry, counsellors, sorry, they are not equipped to deal with or support the young men because there's that lack of understanding. even when you look look at um some of the support that's in place at the moment so for instance um the suicide prevention services who are all trying to do their best and they do phenomenal work but when you look at the campaigns um offering support to young black and ethnic minority men and boys there is a lack of representation so um there are not any boys that look like my sons or or your son or or any of our sons you know it's very very if there is it's very very minimal so then 
the young men that I've had that have, who have used our services or who contacted us for support have fed back that, you know, the reason why they may have not gone to these services, not just because they didn't understand, but because their campaigns, they couldn't, they didn't look like them, you know, so they didn't think it was for them. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't relate. And you know what, I think specifically where you're based in East London, like you said, um, I know East London is one of the very most multicultural areas in yes. in the faith. So knowing that you can provide a service for a multitude of individuals or yeah. like an array of ethnicities, yeah. Um, yeah. it's one of these things that it's, it's needed. It is needed. And yeah, doing some great stuff, yeah. definitely. So tell me a bit more. Tell me a bit more. Go on. Um, so the services we provide are for young black and ethnic minority boys and men who live in the London Borough of Newham and the surrounding areas. So that's Wolfham Forest, Tower Hamlets, and also Barking and Dagenham because they sort of surround um, the London Borough of Newham. Mm. Uh, we provide uh, holistic coaching to, to young people and also to their parents as well. So mm. if parents came to us and they were... Um, their sons were struggling at home or they felt that their sons needed support we could provide them with signposting information and we also provide not just signposting information for suicide or mental health but we also provide opportunities for like access to um, further education so um, work opportunities and activity within within the local areas as well yeah good and that's again with proximity and environment knowing that when you're able to lift yourself out of somewhat of a dark place you can place yourself in somewhere that can somewhat provide you a wraparound service you know and that's kind of what what you provide um and yeah if if that is that gap like you said you've identified that gap where these services aren't able to provide exactly what we need for our people then yeah kudos to you for for setting it up and and going forward with it so yeah yeah. so So, sorry we keep talking (laughs) (laughs) go on no no go on what was you gonna say um and I was just saying that basically like what you were saying that the brave project essentially we are bridging the gap between the services and the service users um you know and you can see that the evidence and the stats are out there that our, our young men need to be they need to be saved it doesn't matter you don't need to be a clinician and you don't need to be a doctor to save somebody's life it just takes that one conversation you need to be able to have to be able to observe people around you so not just young boys and men if it's somebody close to you or somebody you come into contact with at work when it comes to suicide you know observe to see how they are if you see a change in their behavior if you see that they're acting like maybe they're isolating themselves and stuff like that you know Mm. and then you act on it you can ask them there's nothing wrong with asking someone if they're feeling suicidal it's not putting words into their mouth and it is advised that you ask them that that direct question Um, and and then signpost them to organizations um, through the Brave Project, we provide signposting information, and if you go onto like our Instagram account, you will see a number of services that mm. are able to provide that support. Um, yeah. If you are not able to, if you do have issues contacting the services, or you don't feel that 
you didn't get the support that you required, please do feedback the information to us because you know it's essential that you get the support that you need or the person that you know close to you gets the support that they need. Yes, get that support. And that's exactly what this live is doing, is hopefully providing the information to more people so that way if you know someone that is experiencing anything that Danelle's explained or you just you know you're realizing that someone isn't themselves they've been talking about a lot of dark thoughts feeling like not themselves and they've probably even said you know what I'm, there's nothing worth living for things like that you'll pick up that there has been a change in someone and there is things that you can do um, to, to help them and one of them is getting in contact with Danelle yeah. Um, yeah. and some of the services that, that she's spoken about so yeah so tell me a bit about because um, I want to link this to Mental Health Awareness Week mm-hmm. and given the fact that it's about nature do you have anything in the pipeline for the Brave projects that might be linked to nature that you can let the viewers know about? Um, so in regards to nature in the future so not this week in particular we are um, just in the process of planning an away day for some men so it's yeah. either going to be a away day or an away weekend, but outside oh, wait, of... for men, just to be clear, I can't come. Yes. Well, you can come as a facilitator potentially, but not as a service user. So the um, the away day will give the men an opportunity to get out of their, out of London, out of their environment that they're used to. So the strip that will remove those stresses that you know that we've living in in London. Um, and to give them an opportunity to experience nature and you know there'll be a bit of journaling and some bonding and stuff like that as well but yeah so that's something that we've got in the pipeline as far as nature is concerned nice i like that because yeah like what i said trying to take yourself out of the environment you're in really can help clear your physical your your actual mental mind where you're actually at um yeah, matching your physical space to your mental space, what I'm basically trying to say. Um, yeah, it's very important, very, very important. And if, like you said, through journaling, you're able to mentally clear your mind, having the space around you, if it's clear and empty, you're able to, you know, see things a bit more clear, yeah. get yeah. clarity in what, what's actually happening with you, what you actually need as well. Because I think people that are in, um, or feel like they are going to that point of feeling suicidal, clearly feel that they're not in touch with their needs um so yeah being able to understand that a bit better right i think for more than anything it will give them an opportunity to reset Mm. you know so to kind of start again or to you know pick up sort of some new new opportunities new habits and um just kind of to go go inwards which is Mm. something that you know we when it comes to journaling and um, as a holistic practitioner yourself as well, you know how important it is to go inwards and how much you get to learn about yourself. Um, you just need that those people around you that show you how to do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think, and I've been banging on about this all week, um, probably more so in the last month, just about being compassionate with yourself throughout the whole journey because we can be our biggest critic when we're not where we want to be and mentally we're projecting ourselves as something when we're not actually there or you know it's just a, a dissociation that's the right word <laughs> so um yeah just being able to reconfigure and balance um definitely is what needed definitely what needed 
Okay. Is there any other information that you can provide the listeners as well? Because I think some self-help tips um, also for individuals that might be feeling um, in any type of way, dark thoughts or just a bit of tension, but also anyone that may know someone but isn't sure how to approach the situation because that's also a real thing too i think in terms of um the listeners so for young so so for boys and young men i do urge you obviously as a parents or people who are supporting these young men to have a look at our instagram where there is an array of information about support and services if you feel that the men the young the boys or young men in your life are maybe struggling their mental health please go on to um to the page and you know feel free to send us a message and we can maybe direct you to a service if there is anything on there um in terms of um support or you know managing your mental health other Mm. things you could potentially do which have worked for myself is i'd Mm. say to journal it's really really um really powerful journaling because you're able to get your thoughts and feelings down onto paper and, you know you can then go back um maybe a week later or even months or years later and reflect on how you feel and then you can see that basically how far you've come yes, uh, also, yeah i'd say getting a good night's sleep as well is extremely important um and people really don't understand that but just getting you know enough sleep so that you wake up refreshed um mm also having some doing some exercise it doesn't have to be you don't have to join the gym or anything like that you know just some small like maybe going for a walk and stuff especially now with the um the theme of this week being nature going out mm-hmm. stepping outside you know going to your local park um sitting down i don't know with a paper or a magazine or a book whatever it is that that you you like to read and mm-hmm. um, I'd say to meditate as well. For me, that works for me. And, um, you know, it doesn't, it's it's not a religious thing, you know, but for me, being able to have that five minutes where just complete silence before wow. before you start your day. And that's, that's yeah. I'd say, that would be my tips. A good power hour, I like to call yeah. it. Yes. Power hour, because, um, yeah, you need that, that me time. I can't say every once in a while, it's the everyday thing. (laughs) Looking after your mental health is an everyday thing. And I think getting your head around that, knowing that it is a daily practice, that even when you are feeling absolutely great, you still need to practice good mental wealth. And Yeah. um, yeah, I feel that sometimes we take it for granted when we are in that good place. Yeah. Um, yeah. We probably try and do a bit too much. and slip back into into old habits but i remember this saying i'm sure everyone's heard it but if you keep doing the same thing you get this, the, the, the same outcome then yeah, that's yeah. the point of so no pun intended but yeah it's one of these things where you know you've got to kind of switch things up and yeah. um, when you know you're not getting the outcome that you deserve as well because yeah. you do deserve to be to be mentally free to be happy to be worthy of love to be yeah a being of this earth like everyone else as well so yeah that's important i'm just going to read out some of the comments okay um, we'll wrap up as well so we've got someone that says let me scroll to the top wow we've got quite a few quite a few quite a few k 
keeps taking me back to the bottom line. So, I've got, yes, my son was told to man up by teachers by Naya. That's a typical one, unfortunately. What's your thoughts on that, now? Teachers and, and their attitude towards children. My thought on that word, manning up, man up, obviously, if you follow us, you look at our campaigns, we say, you don't have to man up, let's talk it through or write it through or sing it through but you do not need to man up we need to stop teachers need to stop everybody needs to stop saying that love that love that very much true and the night also says true preventative measures definitely um we've got oh gosh i keep there's people joining and joining (laughs) and i keep missing the comments um, so there's another one, Black Women Fashion Show said, this is so needed, keep doing a great job. Thank you very much. And you can connect with Danelle, and you can see all of her details in the post once this live is done. Um, I can't seem to see where all the information's gone, but yeah, there's, there's ah, here we go. I imagine that 99% of those problems were due to manning up. It's so sad. So what you're talking about, I'm guessing, with the different confounding factors with um, social, family, all those different types of um, socioeconomic status as well, all those different things. Um, Yeah, needing to man up and take control of the situation. And not always being able to ask for help. Um, yeah, okay, so that's that's the majority of the comments there. Oops, drop something. Um, do you have any lasting words for us, beautiful? Um, in regards, just another word for parents, um, people who have young young men or boys, that would be, my last bit of information would be to hug your children, hug your boys, speak to them all the time, every single day, if you can, have conversation with them about how they feel, tell them you love them, you know please if you don't please tell your boys you love them it's so important that our young black and asian men they know that they are loved um it's so so valuable so please please that would be my last final word for everybody today yes and not to turn it out that reminded me of a clip actually i was watching something on ayana ayana bazan and we were talking about um or she had a son and her mother uh, yeah a son and his mother on the show and he was talking about yeah i don't I, you don't tell me that you love me you don't hug me you don't you know i can't remember the last time you said i love you son and that's when that real conversation kind of opened up the floor for them both to be free and vulnerable to to yeah embrace each other fully so i agree hug your sons love your sons my son hugs me every day and i as big as he is six foot at 14 <laughs> i would never change it for the world you know so and i agree with you because they shouldn't feel affection only when they get to a certain age and then it's sexual i strongly yeah. disagree yeah. with them yeah but yeah. That was my last thoughts anyway, but Donnell, thank you. Thank you so much. And just a quick reminder, where can everyone find you? Because I know it's not just the Brave Project to do, but we'll plug the Brave Project for now. And we'll have you so, on again. Oh, and we've got the merchandise as well that I forgot to... Um, well, stand up, let me see, let me see. Everyone, you can support the Brave Project, which is a community interest company. So all proceeds will be going to supporting Danelle spread the word about suicide prevention and awareness. So you can see 
um, stand up again, let everyone see the tagline. You can read it out for us, please. So it says, you know my name, but not my story. So you know my name, not my story. So basically they may know uh, the young men's name, um, but they do not know how they feel or the deep important things that impact and influence their lives. And um, we've, we've actually created a poem and the founder of the Black Women Fashion Show was uh, the narrator actually for the wow. poem that we have on the on the Brave Projects um, Instagram account. So thank wow. you. Thank you. So, thank yeah. you. So this is just for awareness reasons. So any money that we make, all the proceeds go back into the work that we do at the Brave Project. Yes. So again, people, as much as we are in support of mental health. Uh, for these large organisations that can help lots of people, do not get me wrong, we do want to support our smaller organisations too. One, there's likelihood of getting access to support. Yeah. Two, they need the support to help you get the support that you need. Okay. So it's a twofold. You're 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 sending the love. You're receiving the love, and yeah, that's what makes the world go around. So. Yeah. Yes, thank you very much, Danelle. All right, thank you. I'm gonna round it off here, okay? And yes, tomorrow I'm gonna be back at seven o'clock with another friend. I'm not gonna say who again, but um, we're gonna be delving into more information and discussions, personal stories around mental health awareness for Mental Health Awareness Week. Okay, so everyone have a beautiful, blessed day. Connect with Danelle, okay? Connect with her and share her information with anyone that you know that may need the support and information this is critical okay it's critical thank you very much take care have a lovely evening everybody all right take, take care, care. Bye -bye. i'll leave everyone out so you can you can drop off <laughs> uh, right that was good that was good yes danelle has left so join me again tomorrow Yes, tomorrow at 7 p.m. I will be joined by another guest. And yeah, just join Danelle. That's all I can say. She's a beautiful, amazing spirit. Um, all I will say is I've worked personally with her and she has nothing but pure love and intentions um, for our people. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Um, yeah, anyone that does need the help, get in touch with her. Find out all the support information. Check out the links. There's there's a lot of signposting information there for you. Um, if you also want to get any further mental health information, there's a mental health foundation as well as mine, okay? Which I'm also doing 100 miles in May for mine. So raising some money. There's still some time to donate. So those of you that know me personally, head over to my Facebook page. You'll see the fundraiser page there. So far I'm at my 75 75 pounds yeah 75 pounds out of 150 pound target so feel free to donate i don't receive anything goes straight to mind and these lives are yeah again just to kind of raise the support and awareness for um mental health foundation so see you tomorrow seven o'clock take care bye bye